0: Hello, everybody. I am so thrilled to bring you today, Ambika Devi, who I met a couple weeks ago, and as soon as I saw her name, I said, oh my gosh, I have to connect with this person. And look behind her shoulder, that is a Yoda made of Legos. (laughs) Oh my gosh, my kind of person. (laughs) So the name struck my attention immediately because I'm Hindu, and my Hindu name is Amba, which is
1: related yes it is it's uh Devi would be the goddess that the name amba is a namesake of yeah
0: there uh, are three there are three characters um...
1: <laughs> in the there, there's three versions uh, of characters in the epic the mahabharata and they all have versions of the name Devi, who's the mother goddess. There's a thousand and eight names for the mother goddess. So this mm-hmm. is one of hers. And I like to think of it like a jewel, like a faceted jewel. Mm-hmm. And uh, each that. facet of this great divine energy is resonating a different name. Uh, so the, to me, there's just one, and then we can just like we can with crystals, pull out crystals. So they become like fractals of the greater mass. And that then has all these different facets and we go in and in and in and in, but we can also go out. But then at some point, I think a lot of our cosmologies see a singular, Divine omnipresence, and when I think of these names and how this happens in the tradition where our names come, Amba and Ambika, uh, that this this is how that information speaks to me. So I'm very creative. I I draw and put things in my books in the margins. That goes way back to. Second grade teacher didn't love it, but third grade teacher didn't stop me. So, <laughs> Mrs. Palmer, if you're out there, thank you. Really. I, I haven't formally thanked you on a, on a podcast yet. And I've, I've talked about you. But you let me draw in the, in the margins of my writing. And that's actually what ended up in my newest book, Cupid is a Bastard. Because this is, everybody, this is my lockdown project. <laughs> this got started in lockdown, and I was going through the grieving of, of my mother dying oh, and wow. dealing with that, and so a lot of what ended up in here are ohms and tomes to my beloved mama, who I left Arizona and a couple careers for, because I've always kind of gypsied a bunch of careers together. <laughs> at, at the same time, which I think makes me a great coach and able to understand, especially people who are multifaceted. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so uh, these these facets, I, I also recently took a course with Greg Brayden and Nassim Haramein uh, called Forbidden Science. And it was so cool when I took it. It was a self-guided... Actually, there were live gatherings. We got together. There were lives with them when they created it. And I said, hey, this is amazing. But I know a lot of people that would love to see it that really don't have the bucks for it. And they gave me the opportunity to crowd watch it with my community. So that started a crowd watching... Gathering, and now we still get together once a month. They, I, you know, I really love it when people show up every week. You yeah, know, that people we'll showed up warm. eight weeks in a row. Wow. Uh, so, amazing. yeah, but it was fascinating stuff going back and forth. I was really, I'm more of the, if you don't know who these people are, everybody. Nasim Haramein, I met and heard for the first time live when I was at Mine Valley University in 2018 in Estonia, which was amazing. Really, such an experience. There, I met my editor. We've done a couple books together. She edits things for me. She was a big part of "Cupid Is a Bastard" because I started the short story that triggered this, that was named in her zoom stay treat writing weekends. So, and we had somebody from the publishing industry there speaking to us that weekend. And this is Rusty LaHaye, my editor I'm talking about. And uh, I wrote this short story on one of our little sprints that we go off and write and then we come back and read and share. And I often will title something. It's just a habit I've had as a writer all my life. Uh, So I can find it in my computer later. And the key is, everybody, you want to capture everything, whether you do it in text to yourself. I wrote a book writing emails to myself. Oh, wow. Because I had to interview my co-author. It's Mm -hmm. for Unfolding Happiness, which is about happiness, health, Ayurveda. It's an intro, great intro with a great self-quiz for Ayurveda and also cosmology, of course, for me, and a, a really wonderful—you can try this on your own meditation teaching to start you off. Oh, maybe wow. on a different way than you've ever approached meditation.
0: Yeah, so, getting started with meditation can be so. Very- to
1: give you my my whole thing, Carolyn, is do you want me to call you Amba or Carolyn? <laughs> I answered either one. (laughs) It makes no difference to me. I can call you Amba Carolyn. Um, I'm okay with (laughs) multi-syllables. My daughter
0: just realized she has a middle name and she is thrilled. So her first name is Priya and her middle name is Alana. She's named after my dear friend that I lost several years ago. And so daddy got mad at her yesterday and said, Priya Alana. And she was like, call me that all the time she's 4 she was just wow well like,
1: one well, of the funny. one of the first teachings my phd professor gave me was a mantra in thumb, which is sanskrit the language of our names and it had my name in it it had umkadevi in it and i was instructed to practice that uh, i think that teaching lasted 3 years mm. um The steadiness is important, I think, to become heavily meditated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My parents have been meditating. They hate when I brag about them. They've been meditating for 45 years. And they are just like machines about their routine. It's unbelievable. I'm like all kind of flighty and doing different things every day. And they're just like, it's dawn. We are meditating now.
1: Well, you know, it does become a habit. You know, if you if you practice it on repeat, and you fall in love with it, you let yourself fall in love with it. You'll be then drawn to it like a lover. Mm, beautiful. And then you learn how to get up off your cushion and behave like that and be there. And that's what I see as the slipstream. Mm. I actually started an article for my blog. I I'm moving my blog over to my site, onbookadavy.com. It's uh, it I've I've had my blog all over the place over the years. I feel like my blogs been like. But meow, 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 you, <laughs> well, you know? hooked up with it. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. For me, blogging is well. I wrote articles for periodicals, so. Uh, it's, and I've also been a musician. So I've written for, I've written articles about music. Uh, what I wrote for a spec, I think one of my favorite commercial writing gigs that I had was when I lived in Arizona and I was into the movie sex in the city. I had an astrology client that said, you really should write a book. I love listening to your stories. And, uh, and then, so I'm watching sex in the city. I had my writing table set up my, my desk so I could watch TV because there were really great music video channels back then. And when I was writing articles, I liked that I wrote for a Spanglish newspaper. So Mm -hmm. I liked that in my atmosphere, if I was writing about a lowrider festival that I just went to and I had to do an advertorial for somebody who was selling quinceañera and wedding gowns that were um, unbelievable. I mean, the, I loved going on those assignments. The lowrider fest, um, they got a little redundant for me, but uh, I did fascinate over the painting. Mm-hmm. on the cars i what i i'm sorry please lowrider people ro- walking behind a giant vehicle with a remote control making it bounce i i'm sorry i don't get it
0: <laughs> we all have our hobbies i mean <laughs> I my hobby it. is growing right,
1: i i so. interviewed superstars in the reggaeton music and uh uh you know it was super super fun and i'm writing articles and i'm and then carrie turns her articles into a book in the, in the series. And I went, yeah, wait, could I do that? Oh you know, maybe I God. could do that. Yeah. So I started looking back through things I've written and thinking about, uh, at that point, journaling what we called morning pages. And now that's out a resurgence. People are writing morning pages, just, you know, everybody, it's like a crash dump you get up you open your journal you write if you have a dream journal i have a separate dream journal so if i have the the joy of returning from sleep with a with a cool dream or something to write down that seemed notable or colorful or detailed i'll do it but sometimes i'll just write and now that we have computers yeah i do walk over and Sometimes I have an article idea, or I'll talk to my phone and use mm-hmm. Evernote, which is an amazing app, or even Otter, if I just feel like lying on my back and looking at the sky and dictating to a secretary, mm-hmm. you know? So these are the ways I capture stuff, idea. and that and that you can do it. But this morning, I wrote blah, 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 slipstream, mm. and I started thinking about it, and how this has become kind of a theme for some of my some of my friends and the e- community members and clients of mine, you know, long-time clients who just kind of feel like this speed bump after what we've been through together mm-hmm. over the last couple of years and it's been on my mind, you know, how could I help? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what I like to write if I publish it, you know, for everybody to read. You know, what can I teach you? What can I Or what can I share of my heart? Like Olivia Newton died on Tuesday, on Monday. I couldn't even write about it Mm. because a few days prior I had located because I was looking for a photo for something. I found a photo of me from 1980, the year she released her movie Xanadu. Mm. And I was, uh, and also the Pope had visited Philadelphia where I lived at the time. And a dear friend uh, that I ran around with as a as a, an artist bud. And uh, we were out and about. I was in a particular black and white skating outfit, a theme of mine back then. And <laughs> we were just kind of cruising around. It was a beautiful day. And we came across this. We went up this alley where a lot of artists lived in little houses, you know, row of brick. It's so beautiful in Philly. And Mm. he said, sit over there. And there was a painting on the exterior door of this house with a little marble stoop. And I I sat on it and I had found this pic. And I thought, I thought I'm going to, I'm going to post this on Thursday, you know, throwback Thursday. And, and so uh, then This was over the weekend, I found the picture. So then Monday, she died. Well, I skated with a group called the Jaywalkers, led by a guy named Jay Walker at the time. We skated in parades. We skated for the Pope. We skated at the release of Xanadu in Philadelphia. In the theater, kind of Rocky Horror style, across the screen, down the aisles on carpet. I, You know, the first time I... It it can be done. I get my wheels back then. It worked. If, go figure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know when that happened on Monday, and I thought about all the things everybody talking about the Lionsgate on August eighth about the fact that she released that film on August eighth, nineteen eighty, and Thank then she you. left on August eighth. Wow! Right and i started thinking about slipstreams of energy you know and these coincidences or or is it singularity i don't know you know and it's entanglement you know what is it so uh then I, I wrote and I published it on, on Tuesday. Then I, I, I'm getting involved with a roller skate company called Moxie M-O-X-I, and I love them because they're all inclusive. And I had just recently bought a pair of roller skates from them because I found out that somebody was a roller skater. I hadn't skated for 15 years. <laughs> I had outgrown my skates from walking in flip-flops. Ooh. I went up a size. And, I, I mean, what could I do? You know, why? I love
0: roller skating.
1: So I got a new pair. Eight <laughs> yeah. days later, I found out a rink is being built near me. Oh nice. Look at these. Do you understand what I'm saying, everybody? Yeah. This is Watching. like people say coincidence. How do you do that? It's because I, I because I asked a teacher of mine, Swami Sarupananda from Shivananda Ashram, where I study weekly, mm-hmm. sometimes more than once a week, virtually. Thank you, Shivananda Ashram of the Bahamas, for going virtual like this. Their teachings are amazing, and so I was thinking about slipstreams, right? So I write an article. I start it with a sentence of, with the word slipstream. Then I look at my email. My teacher offers me another class starting that is just about this yoga style. You know, our old writing style from the Upanishads. The Upanishads are the are the cream. Of the Vedas, because it is the interpretation. So once you, once you find a path, this is what the yogis teach. They're teaching Upanishad, which are interpretations of the Vedas, and and also I, I take a, a Bhagavad Gita class, which is 18 chapters of the Mahabharata, where your name comes from, and you know, and my name comes from the Devi Mahatmya, which is a, a seven day book uh, about this aspect this facet of that jewel that came out of the big jewel mm.
0: i love that metaphor the jewel. and, and thank
1: you and uh she it developed over time through listening to many different people talk on different topics so it's uh it's truly the way i see things
0: mm.
1: and try to explain them so you can understand them hopefully hopefully you're getting what, you know, the way I see it, feel it, experience it through all my senses, but even beyond.
0: Yeah. I think in the larger consciousness, there's so many connections being made that we are not aware of usually. And every once in a while you catch that coincidence and you see it, but there's like, there's a whole interplay going on that we don't even realize.
1: Well, I I think this goes back to the, the, what Greg Braden and Nassim Harriman titled "Forbidden Science." I think during pandemic we were all getting a little edgy with titles, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Uh, I mean, I when I named that short story "Cupid is a bastard," the the uh, person from the publishing industry exclaimed, I mean, she yelped. That's an amazing title. So as soon as we took a break, I went and bought the URL. (laughs) 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 So uh, yeah, this is on my mind. And then my teacher offered this class by Swamiji, Uh, uh, you know, the teachings that as she learned through Swamiji and uh, so um now i know this is my next theme this is where i'm headed i do have always other books on the back burner cupid the cupid book is my 6th number 6 mm, wow. the number of love how how cool is that <laughs> you know huh so these these repetitions you know when we can identify them and find gratitude for them then we create more of those mm. this is also true when I'm speaking to people about love and relationships and communication, because I love the words of Marissa Peer on this one. She said that we can only feel and experience love to the height and level that we love ourselves. Mm. And that really hits home for me. So even though, yes, I talked about getting ghosted, (laughs) and Cupid is a Bastard. I talked about past lovers who have died. I talked about my mom who died. I Mm. talked about being badgered by family members at sensitive times. And I also put secret recipes I've never shared for chocolate. (laughs) There's a reason to buy it right there. And and also aromatherapy recipes. I taught Mm. holistic health at the university level for 21 years and i have a secret grimoire of recipes that i've never shared they're in this book so some of them people have begged for and i said yes you know one day i'll publish it well there it is everybody
0: it seems like you are very guided that you've had such an interesting life and moving through different careers and paths as each new evolution is kind of ready for you does that seem accurate
1: oh it's super accurate however it has almost put a couple career counselors in the hospital (laughs) they can't keep up with you (laughs) i i was i was a drummer i started music as a child i went to a school where music was a big part of our culture Group sing every tuesday morning I went to a couple schools. So elementary school, middle school, we sang every Tuesday morning together. Middle school was the headmaster playing on this old upright piano that happened to live in in my sixth grade classroom. (laughs) So my introduction to this school was this, and it was a cultural shock from the way we did it previously. Mm. and because I went to a bigger school before in a bigger suburban area I moved to a rural area These were both Quaker schools mm. and uh, the that's a beautiful part of education so if you're homeschooling think about that you know mm. collective mm. singing on Tuesday one hour silent meditation on Wednesday morning mm. Wow So where did I learn to meditate? I was about to say, I'm
0: very curious how you discovered Sanatana Dharma and the whole, that whole world.
1: First grade when I was six years old and I was taken out of public school and put in Quaker school because I wasn't learning to read. And my dad read to me every night, you know, and, and, uh, I, my last name put me in the back of the room back then. And, uh, I couldn't see the board so nobody identified I needed some corrective glasses. My teacher was having a substance abuse issue. Oh, God. And I mean this is first grade you guys and I had gone to a really cool nursery school that had a pool, you know? <laughs> Just think about that. We had summer camp at the nursery school too and it was fun. Real creative. We in the beginning we made portfolios and over the course of time, we filled them with our artwork. So we had a portfolio. I wish I still had that. Yeah. I remember some of the pieces I created. Uh, maybe I could redo them. Uh, but you know, so that was, that was sixth grade. I mean, uh, six years old in first grade. And, uh, then also a Yogi named Yogi Amartasai, Dasai had come to philadelphia he visited our school we were in a suburb of philadelphia oh wow and uh we had these big celebrations and graduation ceremonies outdoors in a grove lined by very old very big stable pine trees and uh they had an old like megaphone turntable with vinyl I know this is blowing some people's minds and some of you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But <laughs> look it up. <laughs> and that's how the sound went into this grove, but the acoustics of the grove were were made for an amphitheater. It was so cool. So we had graduation and rites of passage ceremonies there. May day, big may maypoles. The seniors oh. got to do the big colorful maypole, the the first graders got to do little maypoles <laughs> with the school colors, blue and white. And then out comes, this is first grade, my first year in a new school, learning to read in a, in a program that was developed by these brilliant teachers. The deal was we all had to do first grade over again. So that was fine. My dad started a tradition of taking me out of school and traveling with me on airplanes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and taking the family to a, a foreign country. So I've been to 30 countries in my lifetime so far. I want to see more. Oh, um. Pretty. So Yogi Amrit Desai had moved to Philly that's a whole different story we could talk about that on another day because he's woven in and out of my life and if you go back far enough in his lineage and Shivananda lineage they connect so uh I was involved with several but I I did a lot with both of them He's a brilliant teacher and philosopher And they came out all dressed in white. The megaphone came on. I don't, it was some sort of classical music and they did this kind of yoga flow across the lawn for this May Day celebration. And we all had senior big sisters behind us. Each one of us first graders was adopted by a senior sister. And we were all in white watching this and they're all in white. And I turned to the first grader next to me and I say, I'm going to do that. So something happened.
0: Yeah, it was your destiny.
1: And then we started doing this Monday morning. We had been doing this Monday morning thing, right? I mean, Wednesday morning, sitting quietly. Where did I get Monday from? I don't know. We'll (laughs) find out. To be discovered. So uh, then I became obsessed with the artwork of Peter Max.
0: Mm.
1: He did little cartoons on the Sonny and Cher show. And I I also started to look at mad magazine. My older brother had it and they, that's where I got the do the doodles and cartoons in the margin idea. Uh And I was just so, my mom found sheets, bed sheets that were like the inside of my favorite book that she bought me from Peter Max, who was a disciple of the same lineage, Shivananda. And he studied with Swami Vishnu Devananda, who who brought it over, that's who started the Bahamas Ashram. So, yeah. So here I am at an art opening. My mom surprises me, takes me to a gallery one evening. And who's the opening for? Peter Max. And who's there with him? Swami Vishnu Devananda. And I was a little kid. And we waited and waited and waited. And we're like, what's going on? And, you know, the art people were frustrated because... There, you know, they wanted to meet the artist. He was selling things, people wanted things signed. He, when he finally came out, he didn't sign anything oh. and he came out with Swamiji, with Swami Vishnu Devananda. We found out they were doing a puja. A puja is a ceremony, you know, like maybe you do a, a full moon cel- ceremony, maybe you did one last night for the Aquarius full moon and uh. I, I wanted all the books. There were four books. I they're little books. And this one became my favorite. This is the first, the first one she bought. This is a copy. I have the original in another space on an altar. But she found bedsheets. My mother found bed sheets with this star pattern on it that I wouldn't sleep on anything else. She had to get me several, <laughs> several sets. <laughs> <laughs> and then and i got to meet peter max and i wanted him to sign my book because at the time it, it was a thing for little kids to have books that your friends signed and sometimes they would fold the pages weird like origami or do something like that it was pre-stickers Ooh. and uh they were like little journals and i i I wanted his signature and he knelt down and he said to me, that's just attachment. <laughs> my mother made a face like she, and I, I, I was okay with it. I, I was like, I didn't, I didn't flinch. And Swami Vishnu Devananda put his hand up in the Shaktipat position in my general direction. So who knows? Maybe I got bapped. You know, Shaktipat. You know, that's like uh when the Baptist ministers be, you know, when you get hit with the light. Uh different traditions do this. Uh it's called Shakti Pat. Shakti is a uh like you shocking. It's where the word comes from. You know, give me a word, any word, and I can show you it's in Sanskrit.
0: That I've, I've said that <laughs> Man, when I watched that movie, that was exactly what I came away with. <laughs>
1: When I studied, when I studied Sa- Sanskritam, because I don't want my professor to get bummed out at me. I have to, I have to say it proper. Uh, when I studied this, my teacher, I'm still connected with I him had a, on. I had, a,
0: <laughs> had on my phone, it has Gabby's dollhouse. Oh, how funny. Okay, can you
1: close the door? Uh-huh. Thank you. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> dollhouse. Uh, so, um, <coughs> when I was studying Sanskrit with uh, my teacher from Hindu University, uh, the movie Avatar had come out with its unusual Navi language. And I was fascinated, who wasn't? I love when I went to see that movie, I went with my friends to a movie theater. Remember doing that? I don't. (laughs) And and we watched it and we all simultaneously turned to each other afterwards and said, do you want to see it again? And we stayed and watched it again. (laughs) It was one of those. I know you've done that. A double. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to. It's too good and you're there and they have <laughs> snacks if you need them. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. so, yeah, I mean, so we would we would uh, talk about the words and talk about the language. And it it just so happened that one of his dear friends helped create that language.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: So he was a uh, my teacher. My professor is a he was a linguist. He's retired uh, at Emory University. Mm and he was also a research scientist, teacher, professor. He just did Sanskrit thumb for fun. <laughs> I kinda, parents, I, I like hanging, that's the crowd I hang with.
0: <laughs> yeah, my dad is a molecular biologist, but he he studies Sanskrit for fun.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, way way back in high school in the 70s when it was time to start thinking about uh, well, when I was at a private school, a prep school, so they prep you for IVs and, or hopefully. Uh, and I was heading to MIT for theoretical physics, I thought. Wow. And then I went on Outward Bound, which is mm-hmm. a wilderness program. I went for a month to Outward Bound. And after I did my three-day solo we went to do a service project for the forestry service and we rehabilitated a mountaintop little cabin. It was super cool. So we, we got to stay over around it for the in the area on top of another peak. Uh, and we took a hike to the highest peak in the area. Holy cross mountain. It's called it has a cross of snow on it. Mm. I don't know. I haven't seen it lately. I wonder if it, if the snow's still there. Mm. Uh, and we each went to the very peak and everybody else in, in our group would ask the one on top of the mountain. What do you want to do? you know, or what's your choice? Because a lot of us were making choices. I mean, we're always making choices in our lives, but a lot of us were trying to figure out what to study in college, you know, in university. And I had also thought about art school, but, you know, I'm sure everybody was cheering for physics. (laughs) No (laughs) doubt. So... I came home and said I want to go to art school. I said I I said art school. It just easy. Just, you know, there was no struggle in my brain at mm. all or in my body or in my field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> you know, it was really just bad. slipstream. You knew, you know? Almost I think, you know, we have to remember a slipstream is not an ego-driven thought process. Mm. It's not. I want. I want. I want. It may be something you've been thinking about. I hope it's something you've been thinking about. But what are the physics? Yes, remember, of a slipstream, you're being sucked gently along. If you've ever done it behind a truck, don't do that. <laughs> I know some of you have. I'm not a risk. Or on your or on your bicycle. <laughs> You know, maybe on your roller skates. (laughs) I used to tag onto cars. I delivered pizza on roller skates in Philly for three and a half years. That was back then during the jaywalkers. I mean, skating was huge. Come on. I skated at Xanadu's premiere. (laughs) I don't have, I can't find footage or pictures. If anybody out there has them, send them to me. Yeah. You know, or, or when the Pope was in Philly around then. Is the artwork behind me and, and on the doorway has picture of the Pope. I mean, people were really big into that. It was a pop culture phenomena in Philly back then. And roller disco was huge. And and so was roller derby.
0: They Which were is also it was, having a
1: resurgence. Oh, I don't think it ever went away. Ever since Whippet, no, really. you know, yeah. ever since the movie Whip It came out, it, it picked it got it picked up a bit. And then it kind of maybe lulled a bit, but it is, it is happening now too. Uh, I, I guess, you know, some people really need to watch gladiators because it helps them work through their emotions. Yeah. That's the only positive way I can explain it. I, I was invited. Look, I'm only five feet tall people. I was invited back then to be on the 69th street bombers. I, I, they were Amazons. <laughs> Amazons. I shake like a chihuahua right now thinking about it. No, thank you. I do I do look at it once in a while. I look at roller derby. I wonder, wow. I would have definitely been that little cannonball being whipped around and I I'm, they're just too big. <laughs> That's not my sport. but uh but skate dancing i want to get back into and Mm. ooh, you know use it or lose it when i first got my skates i wondered you know will i be able to just stride on the street and uh i can easily walk to my back gate which uh the round trip is a four mile walk Mm. and uh I thought, well, I should be able to skate it. I mean, you know, who knows how long wheels (laughs) should be faster. It took me a long time to skate back and forth the first night. I don't know why I pushed myself that far. I guess I got out (laughs) close and I was like, eh, just, you know, go that last half mile, which makes another mile. And, uh, but then the, and I was tired, really tired. Uh, so I put myself in cold water and, which is really good when you first start something like that, if you can tolerate it. A little different than Wim Hof technique, you just have to relax in the cold water. And then uh, that's a good recovery for starting a new uh, heavier exercise. And uh, then the next day I went out and I I hit a stride on the street because I have to go over cobblestones in... (laughs) From my door, of course, I could walk through the grass. So at first I was, you know, skates on the grass are easy. You're just walking like Frankenstein kind of, you know, (laughs) with big boots. And then I got to the mailbox then on the street. So it's like, okay, that's the surface. But by the third day in a row, I was like, already wanting to talk to the skate company about, all right, what's the current in wheels? Here's my surface. I don't really love these bearings. The boots feel great. They're doing what I wanted. So I'd like to talk to somebody about it. And then I ended up talking to the owner of Moxie Skates. Estrogen. She's she's a superhero. <laughs> Watch her on Instagram. Holy cow. Oh, and oh. and some of the other skaters. Shove. Yeah, I mean, It's all about loving yourself and having fun. And Estro Jen is just like her name. Wow. I mean, she's a ramp skater and flipping around and gymnastics and holy skates in the air. Wow. Yeah, some of it is and there and their skates are beautiful. You know, back in the day, my choices were black or white. But I was in a black and white face. I was I was down (laughs) with it. I had both, you know, there's no problem. (laughs) But now I want it, of course I want a purple and, and, you know, I'd love to have more colors, uh, eventually. Um, and it just, you know, it just depends how the wheels light up, you know, it's a, there's a lot going on with skates these days. <laughs> and I started way back with the, remember with the skate key? The metal ones that clamped onto your Converse sneakers? Yeah, your your little... That's before my time, I'm afraid. Oh, Chuck Taylor. Jeez, I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck Taylor sneakers are still around. I'm not getting paid by Converse, but, you know. (laughs) I did, you know, you can make your own. I'm too excited. I just designed a pair that are coming today.
0: Oh, my gosh. Is that like on their website? You can design what you want?
1: Yeah, and instead of the Converse sticker, I put a date, I put a uh, Sunflower. I made Sunflower sneakers, everybody. Ooh. All right, they're going to be my new, shoes. they're my new dress shoes. I, <laughs> I stopped wearing high heels, so they're they're my new dress. Oh my dress gosh,
0: shoes. I haven't worn high heels in decades. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you know, skates have a little bit of a heel and uh, wow, my thighs after a week of skating. <laughs> Woo! If you want workout, really to work out, man. Do it. Know, I, really I, le- I good left. Good I left the gym. I I left the gym during the pandemic. I mm-hmm. I was thinking about it even before the lockdown. Uh, I have. I I had students in Asia at the time, and one happened to be a little bit on the OCD side anyway uh, about cleanliness. We had had you know private. Mm-hmm uh coaching sessions together during office hours and she was already talking about it plus i make a uh, beaded jewelry it's just something i do to it's meditative and it's pretty <laughs> 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 it sparkles i love stones Uh, I've worked in metaphysical stores over the years, so so many as an astrologer and reading tarot cards. And now I I really would love to just teach people how to read for themselves. There's, Mm. there's too many people that don't understand that's really a good place to begin. How could you read for someone else if you can't read cards for yourself? It's a meditation. It's a any cards. I mean, Oracle cards are really fun for inspiration. There's Oracle card decks that can inspire you, you know, as a writer. If you feel yourself, you get, you get blocked. I use Lego for that. Lego is my discovery. This, this Grogu, this baby Yoda behind me uh, got me out of a writer's block.
0: Mm. and
1: i had a dawning of i need more lego (laughs) because i just love how
0: your creativity is just like in all the places
1: (laughs) it's like a pinball machine i used to love pinball too i i know i I, like as i said earlier
0: each piece you know it all comes together
1: it does and i've had a back i've had that early experience with a career counselor who was a drum student of mine I did group drumming for years i I even worked for Arthur Hull who started the whole drum circle thing at Apple uh, and I I played bass drum for him and I worked at a drum store teaching where he we would sponsor him for huge events at big stadiums and I played bass drum with a team of bass drummers. That's how we kept everybody on beat. We <laughs> had a regiment. We had an infrastructure. I can't really walk into drum circles that don't. Mm. It just sounds like it hurts me. It, I don't find it pleasant at all. I Because I, I was a professional musician. I mean, I want to hear music. I had a, an old drum circler write me the other day on social media and say, she saw the roller skating. She said, Oh my goodness, uh, here's another facet of you I didn't know about. And I lived on a, con- on a property behind her. <laughs> She's like, Holy crap. She read my article about the slipstream. It kind of, I didn't say slipstream in the article, but the next one coming is going to have it for sure. Because I want to explain my experience of it, how I get in these or why I imagine I get in these. But then I want to take this course with my teacher, my Bhagavad Gita teacher, who she just offered it this morning. I'm going to teach this this course. She didn't use the word slipstream, but that's exactly what it's on. And I, I wrote her back. I said, blessed teacher, Janeshwari, Chaitanya, Thank you. I find the collective mind asking me about this a lot lately. So I'm so looking forward to hearing Swamiji's teachings on this and your experience That's when it. you learned it from him. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So it just we
0: should wrap cracks. up a little bit here. Um, but what are you doing now with people? You're doing coaching of some kind.
1: Yes. I, I I have been also creating a lot of free mini classes for people Mm -hmm. on my website. So I'm moving my astrology information over to my main website, ambagadavy.com because over the last years and also back in the beginning with that career counselor, people with those mindsets were saying, pick a lane, just pick (laughs) one. And I can't. So stop it. That might be your style, but it's not my style because it all does connect. And I can prove it to you, just like I can prove any word can come from (laughs) Sanskritam. And and so, yes, it does all weave together, but it's clever. You know, you have to be the weaver. Mm. You have to realize, oh, yeah, there's this other thing and this other thing, and they go together and... Uh I have got always books in the works. I've got books seven, eight, and nine already in my computer. Uh I, I'm receiving astrology clients a lot lately, and mm-hmm. it's so easy. You can just go to my site and click on my calendar and book what you want. Fantastic. If yeah. you want to learn from me, same thing. A lot of people want to learn more about tarot. So what we can do virtually is you pick the cards and I'll read them and we can discuss them and why I see them that way in the reading and I can teach you my style if you want to take your energy business virtual and understand you know more of what I do with videos and uh and Invitations to interviews like this, or or talks, you know, just discussions, or getting on stage. There's so many different things that I could yeah. guide you with. I I your website is just
0: a hub. It's got all of your stuff there. People can yeah, yeah. You.
1: Blog is blog is being born there. Worse. The course page is is soon to go up. Uh, I'm moving things from a coaching site there, so there's a lot coming together. But you know, five years ago I had people yelling at me, choose a lane. So I blew everything up into different sites. Now I'm bringing it back together, but I also really wanted Being to sure have it there. built correctly. So I have a team working on it instead of me trying to do everything. So if you want <laughs> more freedom and what you do, I can definitely help you. And also with these switches or what do I do? I, I was talking to an old friend last night. Uh, And she was saying, I think I just want to go teach ESL again, maybe Mm -hmm. in Asia. And I said, wow, you know, I thought you really wanted to go to Italy, but I can't imagine ESL is a big, hot commodity there, you know, a way to get there. But when I hear people do this, and this is in my coaching over the decades, I hear people saying, I need need a big change. I want to find more of what's inside me that I love, that I can give to people to help them love themselves and bring this into a way to sustain their lives. You know, how do I turn my passion into what I do and how I earn a living? And that shows up in your astrology a lot. Also location, timing for doing things. It's all in there. It's all suggestions. And it's my job to help you navigate it, to map it out, show you speed bumps. I mean, sometimes there's some really big, bad speed bumps. And if you know they're there, I'm there to, you know, cradle you and help you through it because I understand what it's doing to you and help you not step in a big steaming pile of poo. (laughs)
0: And it helps to know, like, okay, this is a speed bump. This is something that will get past. There is hope on the other
1: side. But sometimes they last 18 years. (sighs) And if you're in them, there are things you can do to get into the slipstream of the energy. It's like Mm -hmm. those little games. Uh, They're like little basket-woven things. You put your fingers in them, and they get stuck when you pull, and you get crazy. And the first time... My brother put that on my fingers. I cried and freaked out, you know, because of what he was telling me. And I started believing him. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And we took off from the rest stop because we were on a road trip. (laughs) And that's where my clever brother purchased it as a gift for me. And, (laughs) uh, and then I stopped crying and I relaxed and and my hands relaxed and one of the sides got loose and I realized if I relax it, I can get out of it. Ah, same with life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there to help with lots of suggestions from my years in holistic health, from my years of living. A an massive
0: amount of experience in a wide and, variety
1: of things. And learning from my clients. I've been at this for 45 years, teaching and coaching. I'm in my 60s. I taught holistic health. You might want to know. How I stay healthy, you do look how I haven't gotten hungry. sick in the last two <laughs> years or last six or more i I don't remember the last time i even felt i mean sure there might be days I feel like I'm want to rest, but I listen, but not sick mm-hmm. not no doesn't happen. <laughs>
0: Very cool. Well, I hope lots of people will reach out and connect with you. Yes. On
1: social media, you can find all the links on ambukadevi.com. It's A-M-B-I-K-A-D-E-V-I.com. All of the social. So Facebook or Instagram, whatever's your flavor, a little bit of TikTok, definitely LinkedIn. So come and connect with me and ask me questions or join my community when you're at my Mm -hmm. website because we get together once a month for free if you open the newsletter you get a free ticket that's your (laughs) every month and we have special guests sometimes we watch movies but we talk we connect
0: i love it all right i'm heading there myself and i'll put it in the show notes
1: thank you so much (laughs) carolyn thank you thank you for coming into my slipstream
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right we will
1: say goodbye there
0: to the live stream anyway wrapping it up
1: thanks for letting me watch